0: A Year From Now is an independent podcast. Please support, if you can, links in show notes, Patreon, one-time donations. Music is done by Dawview. Nope, it's done by Musical Corpses. Dawview changed its name. You can also find that music in the show notes. Today's episode has to do with um, verbal abuse, uh, relationship abuse. Um, So pretty rough stuff if you um, are not in the place to listen to that. And, yep, let's get to the show. What show? This show. To help me out, I'll have an extra little Matthew sometimes chiming in to clarify. Yeah, though, not always successfully. But we try. This is a kind of difficult episode. How difficult? Well, let's start off with drinking. Here's Devon, a young man, but a big drinker. He's 26 or he was when I interviewed him. I wondered if that was young enough to avoid some of the more physical effects, physical pains, physical pains of being an alcoholic.
1: Hangovers? I never really gave my body a chance to give me the signs of a hangover because (laughs) the the moment I would wake up, I would lean on the side of my bed and crack three beers and smash them back to back. That was every morning. It had to be every morning.
0: That's quite the image, isn't it? Let's fill out that image. He's in Gainesville, Texas, about... An hour or so from Dallas or Fort Worth. When you're still in bed or you like stand up and do the ritual?
1: No, still in bed, like lean over while I'm still in bed. Beers, you know, on, on my little nightstand, just smash three back to back, like really <laughs> fast.
0: Are they warm?
1: Oh, oh yeah, always. always. I mean, always, always I always drink my beer warm. That's I guess like,
0: beer. yeah, the Europeans, they drink beer at room temperature. Right, um, right. Th- <laughs> so it's it, it's... You know, if anybody's judgmental, it's, you're being very classy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I always I always caught a lot of flack over that. But
0: Devin didn't start with beer. At first, it was actually cough medicine, and he got addicted to it. He also used to huff. So when he started drinking, it was almost a healthy choice.
1: And it would actually, it would just make me feel normal, like normal in my sense, I guess. Like nothing would bother me as soon as I woke up. I would just drink my three beers, go about my day. <laughs> I guess you could, it's equivalent to someone's cup of coffee.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not that the numbers matter that much. Addiction is mostly a mental and emotional thing, I feel. But the amount that Devin was putting down was a lot.
1: Yeah. Because I knew I had a problem. Mm -hmm. Of course I did.
0: Yeah. A couple hundred uh, beers a week.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait,
0: no. Did I do my math right? 20. Well, I would would drink.
1: yeah i drink about 20 a day sometimes a few more but
0: sitting around drinking all day how how did how'd you pull that off
1: uh you talking about financially yeah um manipulation is a big part of that Uh, i was a pretty shitty person um right now i live with my um fiance and she pays the bills i mean And before that, I lived with, you know, the the other girlfriend and before that and so on. But
0: Devin had a whole, I wouldn't really call it a system. Yeah, it's more like, this is hyperbole, but like Putin's not like a military genius by threatening to nuke Ukraine. He's just willing to be a bigger asshole than anyone else.
1: If I wanted something, I was going to get it no matter what I had to do. If I made someone feel like shit, if. If they needed to go somewhere to the store or something, anywhere, I'd be like, yeah, if you buy me a case of beer and a pack of cigarettes. And they'd be like, well, I really don't have that much money, but I really need this. So like, how much do you have, for example? And they would tell me, I'm like, that's plenty. And they'd be like, no, I can't. And then I just wouldn't talk to them for about a day and a half. And they would eventually need a ride bad enough. Like, I, could, I, could, I would have pulled it on you, for example. Hey, do you want to do this podcast? Yeah, I'll think about it, but you're going to buy me a fucking case of beer. It's
0: hard to wrap your head around. Why would his friends allow this? Or be okay with it? Like, I don't know why they would put up no, with No, I mean, you. it was...
1: Everyone, most of my friends are younger than me. Like, still in the 18s, 19s, stuff like that. So, and they've always told me, you know, we look up to you. We look up to you. And I would drunkenly laugh all the fucking time. Like, I don't I don't fucking know why you look up to me. But, you know, that's cool. Like, if I guess because I was the older one that hung around them. So, well, I guess in their head, older meant better. I, I don't know.
0: It reminds me of, like... A real-life version of Matthew McConaughey's character from Dazed and Confused. Anyway, we have a bit of a bombshell, don't we, Matthew? Yes, this kind of blew me away. To record this interview, I had Devin make a voice memo and send me his side of the interview. He accidentally sent me an extra voice memo that he made. It was of him, his girlfriend, and another friend talking. Later on, he calls his parents. He gave me permission to use this. This is the manipulative Devin in action. I'm home now. Well, damn it. Mom said she's going to bring me some beer.
2: I brought you beer.
1: I'm at home. I messaged y'all. I did.
3: (laughs) Was it on
0: Messenger or text?
3: Not mad, but let me check my Messenger. It might have been on Messenger. Sounds like you
0: had enough beers already.
3: No, I actually haven't. I'm
1: just kind of sitting depressed, feeling like piece of shit.
0: I'm sure he was feeling like a piece of shit, but I also know that move. Devin took me on kind of a greatest hits of his manipulative behavior.
1: Remember I made one and tried to post like a big fucking scam on Reddit. I said one of my fucking organs was failing or some shit (laughs) to try to get what I wanted. And, you know, I didn't know Reddit were fucking extremely smart people.
0: Before Reddit, he tried scams on Craigslist. It was
1: probably back when I was about 15 now. So I got this bright idea, you know, I'm gonna sell graphics cards on Craigslist, and I can ship them to people.
0: But he wouldn't ship them; he'd just take their money. And it worked every time.
1: Every time, and they, I, they, I was using my personal cell phone number. <laughs> Dude, I was a dumb kid. Like no one, no one checked, no one did anything, no one. I mean, I don't know. It's
0: you got away with that scam, but when it came to just shoplifting cough medicine, luck ran out.
1: And, you know, the secret shoppers or whatever, and I you know, I tried to pull the whole you don't know who I am card and that didn't work.
0: <laughs> so brazen. He got busted, but that just helped him shift to alcohol, which was legal. And he got away with that pretty easily, just bugging people and getting them to buy him beer. But finally some physical consequences came about. At around in the afternoon you start to feel really you feel worse. What what type of feeling is it? A
1: complete weakness of your whole body. Even lifting a hand up was extremely difficult to do.
0: He was brought to the hospital.
1: They might have hooked me up again to another IV. I can't remember. And they gave me a blanket because I was shaking so bad. Like my whole body was more Sh- of like a comfort thing. And uh, he said, when he walked in, he said, you got to stop drinking. I was like, yeah. I mean, I figured that. I was like, oh, okay. You know, doctor's always going to tell you that. You know, big deal. But then I read the paper finally. And, and it said that they were they were treating me for alcoholic liver disease. So (laughs) Mm. yeah, I just started like crying my eyes out in the car and that's in my head because, you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor in my head that was telling me, well, you know, you don't have much time left. Like it was a good run, dude.
0: It was a wake up call. He got sober. So far, I'm not portraying him too sympathetically, He's cocky. He's done some pretty shitty things. But there's one part of Devon that's very important and helps explain why he drinks so much.
1: You know, sometimes a friend comes over and says, I bet you won't go finish that case of beer. I'm like, there's, dude, there's eight left. He's like, smash him right now. I'm like, all right, mama didn't raise no bitch. And then, you know, <laughs> just go do it. But.
0: That is so much liquid. Well, there's a certain like, um, Almost like obsessive quality. Do you have any obsess- obsessive traits um, within your, obs- your personality?
1: I have so obsessive compulsive disorder. I don't know if that's what you mean, but
0: like people notice and you got checked out and they're like, oh, you have oh, yeah. OCD.
1: But the OCD, I had to OCD for about 10 minutes before I joined this Zoom call. I was turning the light switch on and off and I got in bed about ready and I'm like, dude, your mom's gonna die if you don't turn that light switch off one more time. I had to get up and fucking do it again. So. <laughs>
0: Okay. This is this is a whole whole new turn in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty
1: fucking wild. For example, when I go to sleep, like at night, I have to touch every corner of this dresser until it feels right. And sometimes that might take me up to twenty five minutes. Standing in the dark in my room, just touching corners of that and then oh, I fucked up. Lay in bed, I'm like, Oh, that corner, no, that one that one didn't feel right.
0: We all have routines that we go through before bed generally. Devon's is a bit longer.
2: Yeah,
1: I have a whole big thing I got to do. For I, I got to like make sure the fridge is closed. Brush you know. my hands on on the the countertops in the kitchen, and then I'll come finally and like have to do it. You know, to the the TV stand or the dresser. Go turn the water on and off you over know. and over and over again until it feels right. And then my mm-hmm. brain will think of things. What, what if, if, you up locked, a if you locked the night? door? Well, I know I locked the door, but what if you didn't? So I'll have to get up again. Oh shit, like that.
0: That's a lot, isn't it? hmm And I don't know why, but this example really stuck out to me. Stuck out? Stood out to me.
1: There could be a shoe in the middle of the floor, and I'd be like, no, it's fine, I'm already in bed. But then I'm like, what if that shoe doesn't want to be there? <laughs> what if that shoe wants to be with the other shoe? So I'll have to get up and go fucking take shoes. Just dumb shit, man.
0: Do you do the, do the thing where your brain knows that's silly, but the other part of it yeah. knows it's 100% true?
1: I'll literally say while I'm getting out of bed, I fucking am so goddamn retarded.
0: Yeah, that shoe doesn't want to be there. Um, yeah, that's a big one, man. And It doesn't have to be
1: a shoe. It could be any object.
0: The OCD is more than just a bunch of extra stuff he has to do. It physically and emotionally affects him.
1: Um, it, to the point where I have my license, I have my own car, but I, I cannot stand driving. I fucking hate it. My anxiety goes through. Feels like I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. Um, is it
0: is it just physical symptoms, or do you worry about like crashing?
1: Oh no, I'm I, I drive just fine. I'm not worried about crashing at all.
0: But then, what is he worried about?
1: Um, my eyes will start blinking a lot, so I think like oh my oh my god, my body's trying to fall asleep on me while I'm driving. You know, just anything. I hate driving. Yeah, if I'm focusing on the road or whatever, and I blink one time, for example, right, I will pay attention to that blink and for some reason that gives me more anxiety because i'm like well that blink didn't seem normal i i you know i, bl- I blank, i blunk however you say it too heavy <laughs> what if what if what if my body's getting too tired and then i'll do it again because i'm thinking about it and then i'll do it you know and i'll do it again and i'll do it oh again I'm my like oh god bug.
0: what a nightmare <laughs> this
1: i get anxiety from thinking about getting
0: anxiety
2: mm.
0: <laughs> But yeah, do you feel like okay like right now or
1: uh, I had anxiety about fifteen, twenty minutes, uh, twenty-five minutes ago. My anxiety was really bad during we the podcast. Talking. Yeah, yeah. But now I don't know. My brain now is like, it's okay. He's he's not a bad person. You can talk. <laughs> so yeah, that that went away. So that's good.
0: <laughs> but was Devin just flattering us, Matthew? Was this one of his techniques? Why am I so suspicious of Devin? Huh? Well, you'll see. Anyway, it was time to wrap up this first round of the interviews. Devin had more bombshells. How's your fiance doing?
1: Uh, she's actually pretty good. Um, I think she's pregnant.
0: You think she is?
1: Uh, she's late by seven days today and she's been nonstop peeing. So they actually just went to town to go uh, pick up a test.
0: You just keep dropping things into this interview. At first I think it's just about a dude, a simple recovery story, then he's got no. like demonstrable OD O C D and now in a year from now you may have a kid.
1: Dude, um talk. It's gonna be wild.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how
1: how it goes in about an hour. <laughs> hour <laughs> Are you kidding
0: me that soon? Turn on the time machine. We hung up. I went on my way. I normally wait about a year to do these follow-ups, but I gave Devin a call just because I wanted to check in about the pregnancy thing. So, just about a month or two after our interview, I called him. What was was? Um, how's your girlfriend doing? She's doing good. His girlfriend's name is Mystery. Yeah, did she, she end up being pregnant? pregnant? Nope. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. no, not that time. not that time I'm not sure what I was I think I was just being light when I was laughing Um, but I wish I wouldn't have laughed because I would later learn that having a kid was something that was important to Devin I'm not sure if it would have been the best time to have a kid he would have only had had about a year of sobriety oh time machine slowing down well, I guess we're getting closer to 2022 when they did the follow-up. But anyway, not having the kid that, that kind of knocked the wind out of his sails a little bit. And, um, well, you'll hear what happened.
3: Well, sorry it took me so long to get back to
0: you. Yeah, um, well, that's, that's no problem. Um, when we left off, you were... Uh it, yeah, a lot you would, of shits changed Chief. Yeah, well we'll well let tell tell me what summarize your year as as you remember it.
3: I lost mystery. So I mean I'm I'm still here at the house right now, but we, we broke up. Um <clears throat> I was doing good and clean for a while, but I'm drinking again, so
0: Well, how's your drink in moderation? <clears throat> uh
3: I mean, again, I'm not going to lie to you. And this, it's, I mean, it's an interview. So um, probably 28 a day.
0: It was a rough year. He and Mystery were fighting a lot. And his friends did um, what I'll call a Texas intervention.
3: And they showed up, knocked on my door and said, come get my fucking truck. We're, you're moving to Florida. So I was like, all right, bet.
0: <laughs> were, were they just like <laughs> they knew you didn't have anything going on and that it'd be nice to have you around? Or why? why were they like... Let's go to Florida.
3: No, because me and Mystery were going through some some bad shit.
0: He was kind of doing okay in Florida. He had a job. He was working. But then his dog got run over, and that really crushed Devin. Started drinking a lot, and he moved back to Texas. Mystery, his ex, told me that during this period, he went to rehab, and then he got transferred to a hospital, and then he got lost in the shuffle, and he ended up wandering the streets pretty banged up.
3: It all happened. All at once, like lost. I lost mystery. My fucking dog died. Uh, I, I started getting rashes. What the fuck is the point? Like there ain't no fucking point. Just let it run its fucking course and see where we end up. It's, I know it sounds dumb as fuck, but well, I mean, it
0: sounded like a country song until you started talking about the rash. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Damn. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to be. Is it, my dog died. The fucking girl left me. I know, right?
0: Now he's back in Gainesville, Texas. He's not with Mystery, but he's living with her, and he's drinking again. Not much has changed. He's still drinking room temperature beer. He's got him right next to his bed.
3: I mean, a lot of people think it's weird, but I just—I guess I'm just used to it.
0: Yeah, you're European. That's how they do it. He's still drinking room temperature beer, and I'm making the same joke about it. <laughs> yeah, I know, you're right? Maybe <laughs> drinking a different kind of beer. Maybe like, <laughs> but. You said you have a new gun?
3: Yeah, I just got a new one on the, on the way back from Florida. Handgun? Uh, no, AR-15.
0: Uh, how'd you get John, into those?
3: Uh, this one? Uh, do you know Kyle Rittenhouse?
0: Uh-huh. Kyle Rittenhouse, following Jacob Blake, uh, killing by the cops. There was unrest in Kenosha. Kyle Rittenhouse went there with the AR-15, killed two people, wounded one.
3: That, that's what made me go buy one.
0: Because you felt you needed protection because of what uh he did, or like
3: i yeah, I don't think it was necessarily about what happened to Kenosha. I just think it's the way he handled it and the way I guess he had to go to court and you know all that, and he got you know freed from his charges and shit, and I was just like, you know I really I like that gun he was using, so you know I'm gonna go get one,
0: huh yeah that's that's an entire world away from me that's for sure. I was pretty shocked to hear that. that, that I knew Devon was pro cop and much more conservative than I am, but that was kind of scary. I was seeing or hearing a darker side of Devon. He's living with mystery, his ex, who pays his bills. Yeah. Well, last time you said when I asked you how you pulled that off, um, and you <laughs> said just, you you <laughs> manipulated people a lot to like
3: <laughs> buy you beer and stuff. Bro i need to send you my cash app <laughs> i need to show you my. i need to show you my cash app logs
0: <laughs> is it just hitting people up for yeah <laughs> every day you must be a charming person <laughs> i try to be <laughs> what are you doing baby
3: i'll just play it no yeah it's like 40 a day i'd say
0: asked him about mystery yeah or are you paying like, rent No, why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, yeah, so, like, why is she keeping you around? Dick. This next clip is from that recording Devin accidentally sent me and later gave me permission to use. It's him, his ex, whose name is Mystery, and her friend. They had been arguing about something, and he starts the recording and said he's going to go have a cigarette.
3: I'll be back. Just smoking a cigarette, Coming
0: back. Which I think he's actually planting the phone there to eavesdrop on their conversation. He also may have even intentionally given me this recording. Why? Why send something that embarrassing? Well, I think I think sometimes Devin leans into his mistakes and this kind of like shitty version of him as a way of showing that he's like that big of a fuck up and therefore he'll never be able to change but also matthew i think him being kind of an an asshole let's just be frank uh, is is his power his ability to be more embarrassing shittier than anyone else that's what gets him money the social contract is based off of wanting to be liked to some so if you don't care about being liked you've kind of hacked the code i'm kind of reading into this a lot aren't i I'm not sure if this is true for Devin, but it's what's appeared in my head. But on the flip side, am I just making excuses for abusive behavior? Very ugly behavior? Let's air the actual tape, Matthew.
3: No, but I don't expect you to be a fucking dick. If I need a fucking case of beer, I'm not gonna beg you for it. That's common sense, you buy me a case of beer. If I had fucking $20 in my pocket, that's common sense. I'm going to buy you some fucking chicken nuggets.
0: I don't have it. Yeah, I know that.
1: Bro, I'm dying. Leave me alone. Accept it or don't.
0: That line breaks my heart because he's making a contract and forcing her to agree to it. I'm a piece of shit. Accept it or don't. If you're with me, then you have to accept how shitty I am.
2: And you take all of my money.
1: I want you to be subservient like you were mm-hmm. and be a little sweetheart like you were.
2: Why Go. would you want to take all my 200? I'm just understanding. I'm
1: Because I can't. I mean, if you don't like it, don't be with it. But you
2: would
0: do that? No. When have I ever taken your whole chick? Why have you been freaking out about it? Once again, you're
2: raising your voice.
0: That's their friend. And I know this isn't a laughing matter, but.
1: I have damn, Dr. Me. Philip in the corner over here. Bill,
0: not Philip. I just love how he calls her Dr. Philip and she instantly goes,
2: Phil, not Philip.
0: Phil, not Philip. What? You just said it wasn't worth it, so what the fuck are you crying for? But it's very dark stuff. Okay, well then don't stay.
1: Act like I give a fuck about it. Why not try to- You should have
3: saw how happy I was with mystery in the beginning.
0: I mean, it's pretty fucked up behavior. But when I first interviewed him, he was contrite. What about in twenty twenty two when I finally did my follow up?
3: I'm I'm back here with mystery, so that even though we're not, you know, dating, that that pulled me she's she's pulled me out of a lot of it. Even though we fight sometimes and whatnot, but
0: Well, I hope she's doing all right.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, she's actually doing pretty good. I mean, not you, you put this on your little on your little podcast. She's after I left she got into that I'm an independent woman mode. Can't fucking stand it. Every inch of my body hates it. It's like, where are you gonna go? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I'm independent. It's like fuck off.
0: <laughs> You're talking about the the one person that's that's offering you a slice of hope. I'm laughing because Devin is like a caricature of chauvinism. Yeah. <sighs> but that interview, that follow up, he was drunk. It's not that reliable to talk to someone in that state so i, I kind of put this on the shelf and did a what was lucky to do another follow-up in six months the biggest thing is is like if devin's not entirely reliable you got to talk to someone else and finally i was able to do that talk to mystery the person living through all this
3: all right well here she is we'll do an interview
0: hello Hey, Mystery. My name is Matthew Schneeman, the uh, journalist that was... I've done a lot of awkward interviews, but the one I did with Mystery might be the strangest because part of it was me basically checking to see if she was in an abusive relationship or, or, you know, why she would put up with Devin. Very accusatory. And I tried to lay that out there so she knew where I was coming from and how to shut me down if I was being inappropriate Uh, but she was pretty forthcoming and pretty game verbal abuse and kind of manipulative relationship stuff
2: yeah it was pretty toxic it seems bad at first you you know there's something wrong with it but you just like love the person so much so you just get used to it Mm -hmm. so it is kind of like a hard heartbreaking type of relationship
0: yeah. How do you feel today?
2: For the most part he doesn't really verbally abuse me like he used to for beer like I help him when I have the money <clears throat> but now for the most part he figures it out on his own.
0: Just on the outside and I don't mean to be judgmental and make you feel bad but some people would be like what the fuck you know like h- how do you <laughs> how do you defend yourself from such a kind of mean?
2: I um, i like I've gotten all sorts of comments like that, like from I've lost friends over it, and it's it has been a rough relationship. But for, I don't know, I get comfort I get comfort in the fact that I can love him for who he is, and not a pe- not a lot of people do.
0: You may have heard that rationalization before explaining abusive relationships. But let's learn a little bit about Mystery herself instead of just comparing her to other people. And let's start with something that brings her and Devin together.
2: Yeah, I do think that uh, people with chemical imbalances probably do understand each other a little bit better.
0: Mystery has schizoaffective disorder and has dealt with depression.
2: Just because a lot of, I guess, in quotations, normal people probably wouldn't understand like oh she she sees dead people she's weird or oh he wants to kill himself that's strange life's so good but uh
0: is seeing dead people one of the things that's
2: happened to you uh yeah like I see I wouldn't say dead people but I see like shadow people and a lot of orbs and and then at one point when I was an adolescent I had seen like a a seven foot tall, like white monster looking figure. And it would just like, it would just randomly appear. Like I could be going down the highway, and it would be on the side of the road, or I could just be sitting on the porch, and it would be on the other side of the road or in my yard. So it was really scary at first. Like I was terrified and I had to like take a lot of pills cause I would just panic. And so I was prescribed a lot of medication to try to help that.
0: A lot of meds.
2: I was on a medication for anxiety, a medication for depression, a medication for psychosis, and a medication for sleep. And I personally didn't think they mixed well, but my. First- <laughs> yeah, that's a lot.
0: Is this why she stays with him? She understands something we normal people don't.
2: You'd have to know him in and out to understand them and. Want to support him? Hmm. No, no normal sane person would want to be his friend. <laughs> are
0: you saying you're insane? Um, yeah, I mean, I've got my problems. Yeah. That kind of answers the question of like, why does she stay?
2: Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense in the end.
0: Devin isn't a sympathetic character. He has been verbally abusive, financially abusive. He's still very well, maybe both. Mystery said, for the most part, he doesn't harass her about money. And those forms of abuse are just as serious as physical abuse, I believe. I mean, some ways they're worse because we can ignore them easier. He's just bugging her for beer money. But I would like to close this episode with me being somewhat sympathetic to him because when he describes his OCD and problem with alcohol, something that I've had issues with, I see that the gap between us isn't as far as you may think. Though it seems far. Him being a gun-toting fucking kyle rittenhouse loving dude
3: no i mean uh, i've i've lived with it since i was fuck young young
0: i well, remember I mean, my
3: butt yeah I, what, I don't.
0: what are you, you gonna say about your
3: butt i wasn't gonna say my butt i gonna say my buddy not my butt
0: <laughs> they're gonna say <laughs> that you were like a kid and like you were obsessive about wiping your butt or something
3: no 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 no, no.
0: well when did it no. manifest though when, when did it start
3: I'd, I'd say i was probably like eight my buddy, it was. Uh, he was staying out at my house, and it it literally just bam. We were sitting in the or we were in the kitchen getting both of us getting a glass of water because we we're about to go to sleep. And my parents have this rug, right, and it sits in front of the kitchen sink. We were there, and my buddy went and stepped on the rug and just kind of slid it across the floor. So it wasn't in front, you know, where it was supposed to be, where you know mom makes sure it stays, and. I put it back, and I was like, that's not funny, man. I was only like fucking eight or nine. And he saw that it irritated me, so he just kept doing it and did it for like an hour straight. Like, every time I'd move it, he would kick it with his feet. And then ever since then, I've had OCD.
0: And this doesn't excuse his behavior, but it does make me realize that Devin is living in a different world from me, a world where it's just him, him and like this little tyrant that lives in his head and bullies him, tells him to do things. Maybe it is connected. Maybe that's why Devin's a bully.
3: And then I'll turn the sink on because it just didn't sit. It wasn't sitting right with me. I felt it might have been getting arrested or something, and it told me it needed to be turned on. Then I'll go into the room, and I'll close the door halfway behind me. It has to be halfway and I'll get in bed but then I'll look back at the door and it wasn't completely halfway so I have to get up and I'll do that about five or ten times
0: Is there anything special about the door being halfway open?
3: Um yeah and it's it's gonna sound dumb as fuck <laughs> it's gonna sound dumb but I had a dream one night and my dad in, in my dream my dad told me to leave the door halfway open and I woke up instantly out of that dream so now it always has to be halfway open or I feel like I'm not doing my dad due diligence. I feel like I'm not obeying, you know, his rules or, you know, what he what he set forward.
0: That door halfway open. It's quite the image. Little Devin, eight years or so. All of a sudden, has to put that rug back over and over again. So I was, I had a hard time with my conclusion. So I closed Pro Tools my on my bike, and I'm over here at the uh, grocery store. And I thought of my ending. Here it goes. I had a little person in my head who is like, you know, it'd be nice, peanut butter and chocolate. And the big me on the outside is like, that sounds good. Or I can be like, that sounds bad. We have a little discussion about it. We come to an agreement. Person in Devin's head. On the other hand. Person in Devin's head is, is an asshole and a bully. And maybe that's why Devin's a bully. Takes his girlfriend's money, like pretty shitty stuff. Maybe he would've been like that if he had a normal brain. I don't know, we don't get to run that experiment. But it's just made me realize that for all my struggles, God damn it, I am happy. that I got a nice kind of pal up in my head who's like, you want ice cream? And I'm like, ice cream doesn't sound too bad, but you know what, it's a lot of sugar and you know right. you don't need ice cream the person in my head will be like you know what that's a valid point I'm gonna drop it I gotta have a, it's a two way conversation Devin's head that person that is not a two way conversation so I guess mm-hmm. I just want to tell you yes little person in Matthew's head uh-huh. thank you for being a good partner I know we've sometimes haven't had our differences yeah but I appreciate you and thank you everything you've helped me with thank you and I've had a pretty fun time too this has been a year from now I'm Matthew Schneeman a year from now it's an independent podcast please support if you can links in the show notes music was done by Dawview a online music collective improv YouTube channel <laughs> use every word to describe it. Uh, That's also in the links that you can find. Um, That's all I got. See you next year.